everyone, welcome to Private Island Presents Up All Night, the only podcast that I know of where two best buddies from around the world get together and they chat about the stuff that they love. We are talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? My name is Cortland and this is Brandon. How are you Hello. doing today, Brandon? I'm doing good. How are you, Cortland? I'm doing good. Uh, how's Australia treating you tonight? Uh, upside down. Thanks. Upside down. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I am from the United States. Brandon's in the continent of Australia. It's a country and a continent. It is all in one. Yeah. We just got done watching the very first episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Tale of the Phantom Cab. And we are going to be talking about that today. Tale of the Phantom Cab. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. I thought it was all right. How'd you, what did you think about it, Brandon? Uh, for a first episode to a series, it uh, wasn't the the greatest first impression, I gotta say. Yeah, the acting in it was pretty weak. Yeah, let's just um, start off right off the bat. The main kid was just horrible. One of the yeah. worst actors I've ever seen. He was not a good actor, and uh, I imagine, I don't know, see, it's been a very long time since I've watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I can't really remember if this is like a trend or not, if the actors are all always terrible. But this kid um, in this show. I have to imagine that it's not the case or there wouldn't be any more episodes. Yeah, I mean, this thing had seven seasons, so I'm sure that at some point there's going to be like a star or two. But it was not in this episode. I thought this episode was pretty mediocre overall. Uh I hope it didn't discourage you. Uh, Brandon's never really watched this show before. No. Uh, I hope it didn't right. discourage you because I promise, unless I have these really bad rose-tinted glasses on of nostalgia, um, there's good ones. Well, I've already committed to watching every single episode, so even if they are all horrible, uh, I'm doomed to We have them. to do We got to do it. The, the fans request it. <laughs> they, they've been waiting so long for a good Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh the tale of the phantom cab you know what and i gotta say the first the uh yeah my prediction of what this episode was gonna be was not too far off no it wasn't brandon predicted that the tale of the phantom cab was about a child that gets to a fight with her parents a canadian child um, canadian child yeah he takes his hockey stick he, he leaves his house and uh a phantom cab picks him up the the phantom cab driver says where you going, kid? And he says, I need to get to hockey. And the phantom cab driver says, well, actually, we're just going straight to hell. Which, uh, yeah, you're right. It's not that far off. I mean, there's a lot of annoying nonsense before it gets to that point. I could have wrote the, this. Quite frankly, the tale of the phantom cab, uh, I, I put this in my notes, too. There is not a phantom cab until over 20 minutes into the episode. And this show is only like... 25 minutes long something like that if you take out the midnight society bits at the beginning and end yeah it wasn't quite that well named (laughs) but we'll get to that point so the story starts how all these stories are gonna start but this episode being the first episode starts with a little introduction of the midnight society who are the members of a group that get together every week and tell stories (laughs) the first thing that they say are Um, so how did these kids even meet then? Like, how did they yeah, they're not find each other the to internet. form us? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there was no internet. How did they even meet to get together in the first place? I, I, I thought maybe like their their moms go to the same aerobics class and they brought their kids with them and they were like, 
hey guys, let's all join a party and, and tell spooky stories in, in the woods. And it's all word of I, mouth. It's like, hey, did you hear Tony like spooky stories? Whoa. Yeah, like they all read uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. You know, they all rented it out from the library at their at their different schools. Uh, speaking of which, if they all go to different schools, they probably don't even live that close to each other. How do they? How did they find each other? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I I mean, I don't know how spread out schools are in Canada, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't know anybody else in different schools when I was in elementary and middle school. But thankfully, they found each other, and they are inducting a new member into the into the group today. Which I think is a good starting point for the for the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this was a good little like starting storyline for yeah, the whole Midnight it's, Society. It's like inducting us into the Midnight Society. In the introduction, we talked about how the episode layout was different because they the fourth episode that we will get to eventually was the first one that they showed, and then they went from there and made new more episodes, um, and then they changed the order so that this is the first one. I mean, because why not just use the episode that, you know, money-wise, just use the same episode we aired already anyway and just put it in a different order. But oh, I geez. think this is a... I just well, realized that if this is the fourth episode they shot, then, like, the acting should have only gotten better. So, geez, what was the first actual episode like? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. But we'll find out together. Right. I don't know if this is necessarily the fourth episode they shot, but I don't know how it goes. I'm not going to look into it. That's too much work for me. No fact um, checking on this podcast. No. So I thought that at the beginning they were going to do a brief like overview of all of the people in the Midnight Society, but they mm-hmm. don't do that. Uh, they, they say... They kind of do. I don't... I didn't think that they gave any names no, until no, like the no end. No names, they? but they kind of like panned across the, the cast. True. And I, mean, I was you got just to look at sitting them. there looking at them like, some of these kids look like they're 12 or something. Like, yeah. what are they doing at midnight out in the middle of the woods? Like, I don't know. The parents are I, just I think, like, oh, go tell your spooky stories. Well, we'll get into that later because I have an issue with that in this story. But it was, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. And kids could just do whatever they wanted back then because nobody, parents just did not have any stranger danger sensor for some reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Like kids yeah. could just go out and get stolen and I, I did roam we'll the about, streets. I mean I did too, you know, I took my bike out, but I wouldn't go out into the woods at midnight where there's wolves. Did you hear that wolf howl? Because I heard oh, it. Oh I heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a note about that one too. But I didn't like go out in the middle of the woods, start my own fire and tell scary stories. I did that I mean, besides the scary story bit, I did that once as, like, a late teenager. This episode starts out with an induction of a new member, which I think is great. And like you said, it's like we all get inducted into the Midnight Society. So a new uh, person that they want in has to have a sponsor, I guess. And the sponsor for Frank's name is Dave. And that's all we know about Dave. They we don't know this, anything else about this him. this club very seriously. They do. And I would, too. I mean, who wants... You they know, have they, the guy blindfolded. They don't know the people. They they don't know what they like. They don't know. They're all completely different children. There's nothing they have in common except for this. So it's probably pretty hard to get people in this. Like, how do you say this to kids? Like, hey, we don't know any of these kids. They don't go to our school. I don't even know what they like. Do you want to be a part of this club? And you're like, uh, we're gonna lead you into the woods, and uh, we're gonna put a blindfold on you. 
Yeah, into the Canadian woods where there's probably like bobcats and like wolves and everything. You can't we know have no parental supervision. Which part of the <laughs> woods that our clubs at? You might recognize it. Yeah. So oh, this whole I time, that that, tree. <laughs> like, where? I don't know where they collectively meet if they all live so far away from each other. Anyway, like, it's just Gary's backyard. Who knows? Frank is completely blindfolded this entire time. The premise is that he has to tell a spooky story, and every member of the Midnight Society has to either give him a thumbs up or a thumbs down to get into the Midnight Society and enjoy and tell stories every week, I guess. He has to get a unanimous thumbs up from every member. Are these kids writing these stories? Uh, I like to think that they are. Was Frank just like, oh, I got a good one about this buzz fella? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's like loosely or is it just like uh you know. know one person tells the story of bloody mary and then it's like well i know that some of the stories are like based off of folklore and so i just i like to think that it's just the kids like taking their own spin on that so the story gets started um dave has to throw the sugar into the fire to make it blaze up for frank because he's blindfolded he can't possibly reach into a bag and throw it into a fire uh, and Frank begins with the tale of the Phantom Cab, which opens up to uh, two brothers. Uh, one is named Denny, and the other is Buzz. And it took me uh, every when I was writing my notes, it was so hard for me not to call the little one Denny. Yeah, and I, I blame that on the room. I uh, just thought like Denny is supposed to be like the cool one, and Buzz is like the little geek. And yes, Denny seems so much more like a geek name. Like sorry, sorry if your name is Denny, but uh, you've got your own problems. Uh, yeah, Buzz is like a '90s cool kind of name. But... Yeah, it was it was hard for me because not only um, is Denny a, a mentally challenged character from the room, but then you got Buzz, who is like an iconic name for Kevin McAllister's older brother in Home Alone. So also another cool character. It's hard. <laughs> yeah he's he's all right denim vests very popular among cool characters is that what buzz wore in home alone man i'm pretty sure i can't remember Either that I or i'm just making show. him cooler in my mind well he did have a tarantula so he was amazing and a hot girlfriend oh. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah every time i was writing down denny and buzz in my notes it was difficult for me not to get them confused because it just wasn't in my in my opinion, the the best choice of names they should have been reversed. No, you're right. So did what? you did you catch why these two were out in the woods together in the first place? I don't think it ever says. It's just because the it whole just time up and they're in the woods. The whole time I'm just like, man, these two really hate each other. Why would they ever be anywhere together? Let alone walking around in the middle of the Canadian woods. I don't know because pretty much all we're given is that they're on a hike. They are immediately lost. Denny is the older brother. He's big, smart, and tough, which is what they tell us. Uh, he wears a sweet backwards hat that's way too small for his head, if you noticed. I'm sure you did. He's got some sort of odd vest shirt that's tucked into his blue jeans with a boring, plain white t-shirt underneath that. Uh, Buzz, on the other hand, oh, he's probably around, I don't know, probably 14 to 16, I would say. Yeah, that sounds right. Buzz is his younger brother. He's probably around like 10. Uh, Nondescript backpack on. He's got this horrible, plain yellow shirt with khaki shorts on. A backpack that I'm pretty sure is empty, by the way. 
Yeah, it has to be. He never goes into it at all. There are episode. scenes later where he's running, and the way that thing is bouncing, I'm like, there's nothing in there. I didn't notice that. Usually I pick up on that stuff. You know, like today, in today's shows, how every time they have coffee, um, they'll set it down, and it'll make like a noise that obviously there's nothing in there. Yeah. I hate that. Like, why can't they just put something in there? Just put water in there. No. <laughs> It's called acting, uh, Cortland. Well, okay. <laughs> I don't think that that word has any bearing on this episode. So I don't. Well, I should. I thought Denny was all right. Denny was pretty good. There was a, like everybody that's not Buzz. I thought was all right. <laughs> yeah, Buzz is horrible. I gotta say, uh, Buzz has the stereotypical hiking supplies like that water canteen and a handheld compass. <sighs> So the first scene begins, and they are already lost. They're fucking lost already. It's the first scene. <laughs> they start. Well, by, you don't by start. Saying, We're lost. You don't start the scene with them not being lost. That's not interesting. No, I guess. Like, but oh, it could have been nice if they would have like. This way. That's the right way. Born. It would have been nice if they started the show with like, "Bye, mom. We're going for a hike in the woods. We hate each other, but we're gonna spend time <laughs> together." Maybe, oh, you know what? A perfect premise. Denny gets in trouble and has to spend time with his brother because he clearly hates his brother, which we'll bring up later. Well, and he, I think... And, and he has to go hiking in the woods with his brother and then they get lost. I think that the parents hate Buzz as evidenced by the fact mm-hmm. that they named him Buzz. So yeah. they figured, all right, we hate this kid and he's not fucking off like we want him to. So we'll have Denny take him out to the woods and leave him there. Well, not only the woods, though, but but this woods, people go in there and they don't come back out, as we learn later on. Yeah. Like, this is... I, how do these kids not know about that? People go into this woods every single day, according to... Yeah, I did the, the math. The taxi driver. Every single day, we'll, somebody goes into this woods. We'll get woods to that later, They, they die. <laughs> these kids don't know that? Yeah. Unless it's... Well, we'll get into it later. <laughs> Denny's pissed off at his little brother. He mocks him, calls him a cheese ball. Oh, there's so many great 90s <laughs> insults I hope... in this. It's, that's going to be the show, man. That's going to be the whole show. Ugh. I hope that's, you wrote most of them down because I, I think part. the only one I got was cheese ball. Oh. Maybe nutbag. I think nutbag was yeah, in there. But. I mean, you could probably just like pick words from a hat and mix them together and it's like nerd ball and... Yeah, because they have to keep Cheese it bag. You know, rated PG. <laughs> Just whatever. They, so Denny, Denny's upset, calls his little brother cheese ball, uh, which and Buzz replies by spilling his canteen all over their map and <sighs> fucking idiot. It instantly, like super saturates it, and they can't read it. Yeah, he's somehow. just like, oops, oh. And it, it, that map is gone because they don't even use it ever again. I can't imagine that they can't read it, like unless they got. The world's cheapest map where the ink just just is gone or something. I don't. What does a map of the Death Woods even look like? <laughs> I don't know, but it was huge. Like they got an entire state map out. <laughs> so the map is useless, which was stupid because it wasn't even that much water. But then, then Denny, holy shit! He he looks over in the distance and he says. And then looks at his compass and says, <laughs> "Man, I I like stopped the video when he said that, and I was like, did that just happen? It did. It did. That compass is whack. We'll find out later 
I guess, why it's whack, which I don't think it would hold up in a court of law, but... <laughs> no. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Immediately after that, he falls off the edge of a ridge. <laughs> this fucking kid is saved by his is brother. the worst. Oh, uh, not only he's an oh, he's an idiot. I don't like this kid. No. Uh, and his brother doesn't like him either because if he was my brother, like I would push him off the cliff like Scar in the line. I know. I put, I put that down too. Like, okay, so. Uh, Denny ends up saving Buzz. I like to imagine that Frank is just telling this part of the story, like, to the Midnight Society, the kids are lost. And then Buzz takes a couple steps forward and falls down a ravine! And, and it's, he's got Buzz gotta save him! And the, uh, so Buzz uses his annoying voice to explain to Denny how he isn't a loser, and then proceeds to immediately fall off a cliff. Not a very convincing uh, argument, I gotta say. It's not. I would uh, assume that you're a loser if you don't even see a giant cliff right there that you fall right into. But Denny saves him and uh, lifts him up. It, it doesn't turn into a uh, a Lion King moment. It doesn't. It, it's not Mufasa, and, and uh, Denny's not Scar. Although I wish it would have been. Uh, Buzz gets lifted up, but and he exclaims, at least I saved the compass! Which he had just said was whack, so it's gonna be completely useless to them anyway. Uh, then Denny says to, to his little brother that should he should have let him fall off the cliff. <laughs> uh, and I was like, we all do. <laughs> we all do. So the next scene happens, it's getting dark and cold, the kids are still lost, trying to use that whack old compass. Mm. Uh, it doesn't seem to be pointing them in the right direction. Weird how that happens. It had one job, and it can't even point them out, it, it can't even get them out of this woods. Denny looks at Buzz and asks him if he's always been holding the compass that way when reading it, <laughs> which of course Buzz has, and then Denny Every tells him that the compass is getting fucked up. that Buzz could do to be shitty at life, he does. He goes he really out of his way to be just a living failure. I think he just gets the stereotypical, like, lame little brother approach, but he's supposed to be, like, the hero of the story, and he's yeah, just so unrelatable. Yeah, in these stories, like, let's go back to Home Alone. Like, everyone hates Kevin, treats him like shit, but, like, we, the audience, are, we feel bad for him, and we root for him. Yeah. But, uh, in this, in this scenario, no. Like, Buzz just just go away forever i wish he would too he doesn't know how to act he's a terrible little brother i just don't like him at all and i don't remember this episode that well as a kid but he's not relatable to any child that i know he's the worst any child who relates to buzz uh should possibly also fall off a cliff yeah exactly so denny tells him the compass is getting all fucked up because he's got it too close to his metal belt buckle and since magnets or uh compasses are magnets it's gonna point towards his metal i don't know if that's how it works or not because i didn't i never used a compass before i also um, uh had questions about that but uh not being a scientist i decided all right i'll let this one slide i mean i guess it's i don't know plot plot device or something but it just seems so stupid to me he could have just like dropped the compass yeah exactly like it could have broken when he i don't know fell off a cliff but somehow held on to the compass while holding on to the edge of it like uh like mufasa like buzz buzz could have found so many ways to fuck up that compass yeah but his belt buckle and 
you know, I didn't get a good look at his belt, which I probably should have, to see if it even had a metal buckle on it. I'm going to assume it did if they flat out say it did, but I just don't think that's how it works. I mean, like, why would you look at a compass from all the way to your waist, like holding it down all the way to your waist to get a good look at it? That doesn't make any sense. He's not a 90-year-old man. He's a 10-year-old kid. He's got good eyesight. Just, like, hold it like a normal fucking person. Yeah, you're trying, you're trying to think of it through the mind of, someone who's not a total moron and you're just it's just not gonna make sense to you you have to think of things like a dipshit yeah and you know what that's that's the whole reason why we're here think of it think of it like you're a cornball and then it makes sense (laughs) that i'm some sort of nutbag (laughs) but that's why we're here in the first place right is to just take a nice a nice adult look at all this stuff and and see what went wrong (laughs) <laughs> I guess. Yes. I expect a uh, great, great narrative from 12-year-old kids sitting around a campfire. You're right. Everything, everything's nope. got to make sense. No plot holes, nothing. I expect good quality stories that are, that genuinely spook me, that shake me to my soul, you know? So at this point, it is dark outside, and I'm like, all right, why are there not any helicopters flying above them searching for these kids? Because... My kid, I mean, I know it's a different time, but I would never let my kids go out alone like that, especially in a woods that kills people. Uh, Did the parents know that they were going to these woods? They had to have because, well, spoilers, at the end, when they get a ride from the police officer, Gary, they they say that their parents are worried sick about them. So the parents have to know that where they are. They haven't reported that their kids aren't home yet. It just doesn't. It seems like that there would be a helicopter or something looking through the woods. Isn't that what they do when kids get lost in the woods? I would think so. But that doesn't happen. Next scene, Denny says, now we're lost. Like they haven't been lost this entire episode. They started out. The first sentence is, I think we're lost. Like, whatever. And then he calls his brother a loser again, which... Yeah, we know. I mean, you can just assume that every other word out of this guy's mouth is uh, calling Buzz some kind of name. Shitty little brother. But like, yeah, I I don't care. He can call Buzz whatever he wants. Buzz deserves that and worse. This episode would have been a lot better if he would have just fallen down that cliff and died. But Buzz says in his little annoying, stupid voice, no, no, I know where we're at. Then he just runs from his brother. He just takes off. And somehow, his even though his older brother is taller, buffer, he cannot keep up with this little child. They stumble into a trail that leads to uh, someone shining a light in their face. <laughs> Denny says that he hopes this guy has a blanket. <laughs> Why? I, he's getting cold. And Buzz says that he's cold too, but Denny, Denny is not going to be sharing that blanket with his little baby brother. That's not happening. He said he says in fact that he hopes that Buzz freezes. <laughs> <laughs> and quite frankly, I can see why because uh right after that Buzz makes a reference to Friday the 13th where he calls like he hopes I hope it's not a guy with a, a pocky mask on and, and a machete or a chainsaw or whatever and I'm just like Buzz you're yes. the worst. Canadians hate people in so. hockey masks. Oh yeah, right. Like, I guess you're right, because they love hockey so much, so the chances of somebody being in a hockey mask are exponentially higher than they are in the United States or Australia. Do people even like hockey in Australia? I haven't seen any hockey here. What sport do they like? Is it rugby or something? Yes, rugby and cricket. Oh, cricket. Yeah, so I said uh, he probably hopes that the person coming up up to them isn't going to, like, fold them in half in a chair, put them in a sleeping bag and beat them against a tree or something like that. Yeah. 
the guy walking uh with flat with the flashlights walks up to the kids uh the kids call are you are you some sort of park ranger well he's not a ranger and his name is flynn no He's just a weird guy walking in the middle of the woods at night. Yeah, I think he's a little asshole, too. He's, I don't like people, the one they talk vaguely. Yeah, like especially the, the kids. weird old guys walking in the middle of the woods at night. Yeah, up to kids. So the kids are like, um, are you guys, are you lost too? And he says, well, I can't be too lost because I know these woods quite well. Like, shut up. They can just ask you if you're lost. Tell them. You just stumbled upon two kids that are lost in the woods. Doesn't make any sense to me. So the kids ask if they're close to town. And this little asshole replies, Farther than you know, kids. Farther than you know. Like, well, who does that? This isn't Facebook. You know, this. these aren't fa- vague book posts. This is two children that are lost in the woods. An adult comes around. He gives them some shitty answers on how lost they are. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, uh, this guy's just red flags all over. Like, the fact that he's even out there in the middle of the woods, like, you see somebody like that, just run away. Cause what are they doing in the middle of the woods that's good? I don't know. Uh, especially I mean, these I... murder woods. Like, y- you see a guy in the middle of those woods at night, and you, you just run. And he starts asking about riddles and saying he'll take you to the doctor. Just just run. Yeah. yeah. I don't care how lost so he... you are, just go. I would run too. Well, let's put it in perspective. They just found a person after being lost in the woods all day. I would assume that we're close to civilization if somebody just randomly has a flashlight and they're lost in the woods too. Like I would hope that they had just gotten in there and they can uh, help them. So Flynn offers to take them to somebody that can help instead of just helping the kids himself. Just tell them how to get out of there. Yeah. He says you know, the kids. He knows would... those woods like the back of his hand just to be like, okay, which way's out? Yeah. So he tells the kids that they would never be able to find out how to get out by themselves. Yeah, if only they had some sort of adult with them. Uh, He also has his hand in his pocket, like his jacket pocket the whole time. The fucker looks like he's going to be robbing these kids. He's got, he might have a gun in there. The kids don't know. As they're walking up, he asks the kids if they're good at solving riddles. (sighs) Just Most inappropriate time to ask that, but whatever. The kids and the the kids and Flynn come up to an honest to god hobbit's house. Like this is straight <laughs> yeah, from Yeah, I put that Lord too. It's, it's it's Bilbo Baggins' house. Yeah, it's a hobbit burrow. It probably just Flynn, took that uh, house. Warns the ki- from like from whatever <laughs> set it's on. Like just they just they just took it and they just slapped it to New Zealand. Sco- and scooped it up, scooped it up, and flew it straight to New Zealand. Plopped it down, and they said, "There you go, Bilbo." Yeah. That's where you're going to have your second and third breakfast. Uh, Flynn gives them a little warning that says make sure you need help from the doctor before you ask for help. Buzz says, why? And Flynn then giggles and just disappears. You you really nailed the Buzz voice. So Buzz ghosts them, like literally and figuratively, because later on we found out why. And the kids are really creeped out. They consider bolting as... Denny probably said. As they should have, like a long time ago. Yes. Yes, they should have. Like, it'd be better off just figuring this shit on your own. But, you know, they see that house and they think, he's he's probably got a phone. He's got to have a phone. Some plants start shaking around them. And they think Flynn's trying to scare them. But then the plants shake some more. And it scares the hell out of these kids. Making them run up to the house and they knock on it. The person who answers the door is Dr. Vink. Uh, I hope you like this character because he is one of a few recurring characters. Oh, really? Yep, yep. Busted old Hagrid wannabe? 
Yes, that's what I got out of it too. In fact, when I was reading the Harry Potter books for the first time, he you this is how I pictured Hagrid. Yeah, I did. Jeez, wow. <laughs> He's got like that long nasty hair and everything and it just that's who I pictured as Hagrid. Funny though, um for Snape when I was a kid, you know, did I ever tell you who I pictured for Snape? No. You ever see the monsters? Yeah. I always pictured Grandpa, the Grandpa from the Monsters, <laughs> as Snape. Until Alan Rickman. <laughs> Until Alan Rickman started playing Wow. Him. Yeah, that would have worked. That was headcanon for me while I was reading it as an if only. You know, 11-year-old boy. I mean, he was probably dead by then, but... Who, Dr. Vink? No, Grandpa from the Monsters. Oh, yeah, because that show wasn't black and white. It was a long time ago, before there was color in the world. So speaking of dead... Um, I just looked up the actor who played Dr. Vink not too long ago, and he just died this year. Well, shit. Whoa, so this is a tribute man. podcast to Dr. Vink. To Dr. Vink, yeah. I don't remember how many episodes he's in, but I know he, he comes back. Well, that's a shame. That he's dead or that he comes back? <laughs> Both. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, <laughs> this isn't the end of him. He's in a couple uh, more episodes. Uh, he's a stereotypical mad scientist. Oh, you know, when he comes back in other episodes, he's not always the same character. Like, he's always Dr. Mm-hmm. Vink, okay. but he's not always a mad scientist in the woods, living in a hobbit house. Yeah. But in this reincarnation of, of Dr. Vink, he's the stereotypical mad scientist with a bunch of glass jars full of just some colors of liquid. Yeah. Some of them are bubbling. Bubbling, some bubbling steaming. beakers and flasks, which are, it's never a good sign. No. Like, I, who good has beakers and flasks? No one. Yeah, and there's just, like, random shit in them, too. Yeah. It's always just eyeballs and... It's like classic witches babies. brew stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, I don't think I ever told you about this, but when I was in college and I was taking my anatomy and physiology classes, there was a baby in a jar. <laughs> Delightful. I know. That kind of reminded me of this. So That's your professor was a mad scientist. Okay. It wasn't so much the professor as it was the school. They just had... It was in the room. And that here's we did our, our baby flask. Yep. <laughs> here's our classic jar baby. <laughs> yeah, it still had all like the skin and stuff on it. And... The cream of baby. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was creepy, but um, also since... I was in anatomy and physiology. We, you know, dissected a bunch of other shit. So it was just mm. kind of cool to look at. Yeah. So I'm sure you noticed this too, but the music just got really yes. mystical and weird. Weird I flute kind of... music is my exact no. Yeah, I don't know why they chose to get medieval mystical, but they did. <laughs> Somebody playing a pan flute to signify the coming <laughs> <Yeah>. horror. <laughs> the horrors of Dr. Vink. A leprechaun with a piccolo. Uh, we'll get to the leprechauns later, Brandon. Okay, spoilers. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, he offers the kids some tea. The kids don't want any of that shit, though, and I don't blame them. I hate tea. Yeah. They want that phone. They need to be. They need an ET phone home, you know? Uh, Vink is not given in and instead shows the kids a brain of a wild boar, which is, okay, I've dissected the brain of a goat before, and that brain was of a wild boar. Wild boars are big. 
I mean, maybe it was yeah, a baby that, wild that boar, brain, but that brain it was, was small. like a pancake. It wasn't even it was, like brain like. Yeah. No, I don't know what he's. He must have been eating it or something. I don't know. Yeah, and but unless uh, that was from a baby. On my list of brain ever. On my list of red flags here, that's like number thirty. <laughs> when an old man in the middle of the woods sh- just shows you some brains, like that's what the hell a, are these kids doing? That is a pretty big red flag. But they still need that phone. <laughs> Not that bad. I'd take I my mean, the chances is... with the lightly swaying branches outside. You're right, you're right. I would get out of there too, even if I did see the phone in sight. Denny tells them that his parents are probably getting really worried about them, but Dr. Fink just talks about the riddle instead. He says, I hope you guys are good at riddles. And then he gives them like a sample riddle, I guess, which Buzz answers uh, in a really annoying voice. I can't even remember what the riddle was. Something about like walking halfway in the forest. It was stupid. Yeah. Like they should have been able to use the phone if he could have answered one riddle, but that's that's not how the story goes, I guess. No, Frank not. sees otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably my favorite, probably one of my favorite parts. So Denny sees the phone and he goes to, to pick it up. But Vink is all like, uh-uh. And he threatens to cut the cord of his phone. With like garden shears. <laughs> yeah. He could just like unplug it, but he could say, this phone isn't actually connected to anything because I'm in the middle of the woods and there's no telephone uh, poles around here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There was there was no connecting wires. Like if they had connecting wires, then that means they would have been close to civilization because just follow the wires. So <laughs> threatens to cut the wire <laughs> unless they can answer a new riddle. If they can solve this next riddle, the boys can use the phone to call their parents. If they can't, then they just have to leave. Yeah. Buzz exclaims that he is good at riddles. So Vink wastes a bunch of time thinking of the perfect riddle. Which I have a problem with later. Uh, the riddle in question is, what what is it that has no weight, can be seen with the naked eye, and if you put it in a barrel, it would make the barrel lighter? Did you have any problems with this riddle, Brandon? No, because this is one of those riddles you always see on, like, lists of riddles online or whatever. This is just a riddle that you know of. Everyone knows that the guy was standing on a block of ice and it melted, and everyone knows the barrel has a hole in it. It's just exactly yeah that's like I thought of that I was like this is this is baby Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> riddle like this is the riddle you you think up if you have no time to think of an actual riddle yourself so Buzz tries to figure this out annoyingly of course by pacing around he lifts up his finger in the whole Eureka fashion and then he says I don't know he thought about it for like it was less than a minute for sure and he just gives up yeah it's like this old man is going to kill you let's be honest yes like he wants to kill them and uh he's playing with his food it's like your <laughs> your life is on the line here and like this is the best you can do yeah he's good at riddles he's good at riddles he couldn't figure it out in 30 seconds and then he says this riddle is too hard i want a new one like bitch you're a hostage right now you don't get to be making demands like this you figure out what's in the fucking barrel yeah you don't have to give them an answer just think about it a little bit longer you got it in you i mean just say anything so he demands if you're wrong you're wrong he's gonna kill you whatever he was gonna do it anyway <laughs> you're as good as dead kid so he thought about it for a minute couldn't get it wants a new riddle and vink says nope this riddle was unsolved by all the others which means that he's used this riddle for every other person that it, 
has come to like use his phone. Yeah, it's a shitty riddle. Like, man, it's you had all this time to come up with a really good one. Yeah, but not only that, why waste our time trying to think of the perfect riddle when you already knew exactly which riddle you were going to tell him? That's stupid. What a waste of time. That's a good point. Dr. Vink's a little asshole, too. So Dr. Vink sits in his little chair, and he tells the kids to get the fuck out of there, and gives them directions on how to get out of the woods, which is great. They can leave now. Denny pleads with him to use his phone, which I understand. I would be like, dude, we're lost in the woods. We've been out here all day. Just You got the phone right there. Just let us use it. Even though it's like a hand grab away from him. He could literally just, just pick it up, and there's nothing Vink could do about I mean, it. both of them could overpower this guy if they really wanted to. Let's be honest. He, they could. He's he looks like he's old. about to topple over just standing. Yeah, he's he's kind of bigger. He's got nasty hair. It just he wouldn't be that hard for two kids to just. All they had to do is run at him and push him into the fire or something. It wouldn't be that hard. Uh, so Denny pleads with them to use the phone, but Vink doesn't like that. He swivels in his chair ominously. He tells the kids they can uh, leave a specimen <laughs> in exchange. Uh, and then he immediately yeah, he, begins, he starts measuring Buzz's head. <laughs> he gets up and, and he, put, he begins measuring Buzz's dome, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, probably comparing it to the boar because he knows that this kid's an idiot. So he's probably measuring it, and comparing it to the boar brain. Then he says, "What kind of specimen?" With a look that you can only assume he's thinking of semen. That's what I got out of that, like a specimen uh, of. Uh, I don't himself. Yeah. So Vink Vink wants something valuable and fresh, uh, such as this hand in the jar that he shows the kids, who do a typical '90s close-up scream. <laughs> and this was my favorite because Buzz's face, he just goes, it's just like ah, and then they run out. <laughs> Which they should have done so long ago. Yeah, I would have done that with the brain. Who just like, pulls out a brain? I would have been halfway across Saskatchewan as soon as Flynn showed up, like, an hour ago. Yeah. But Flynn was a little asshole, but there's just so many things wrong. I would have ran away as soon as Buzz fell down the cliff, though, let's be honest. Yeah, I would have walked away from that. And then Later, dude! <laughs> I would have went back the way we came. Good luck with your compass. <laughs> so, after they do the uh, 90s scream, run outside of the house... There's a little interlude with the Midnight Society gang, and they're complaining about how this riddle is impossible, <sighs> even though Gary should already know what, what the riddle was about, because clearly he plays Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, with those glasses, of course he does. Right? So Frank tells the kids to shut the fuck up and let him continue the story, as a wolf howls in the distance, <laughs> which honestly, I would be freaking the fuck out and wanting to get the fuck out of there. If there's a wolf nearby... Yeah, you don't fuck with wolves. Hell no. Have you seen The Grey? I have seen The Grey, actually. We went and seen that in theaters. I like to call it um, Final Destination 6, The Grey. I like to call it uh, The Phantom Cab 2. <laughs> so those wolf howls in the distance, the kids look at each other, and then they smile, and Frank continues the story, even though there's a life-threatening foe not that far from them and frank just continues the story the next scene shows the kids running away uh buzz says was that somebody's hand <laughs> while denny is hunched over trying to catch his breath just every second of this entire show is just buzz stating and asking the obvious he's legitimately the worst this kid sucks <laughs> <laughs> he's terrible that's all there is to say really. yeah so another thing that i thought was funny and i don't know if this is uh making fun of buzz's acting or uh denny 
so Denny is sitting there out of breath. He's hunched over, trying to, to, to gather his, you know, catch his breath. And Buzz is just perfectly fine. He's not winded in the slightest. And so either Buzz... Of course he's not. There's nothing in his backpack. He's <laughs> free and clear to run as but he pleases. But Denny doesn't even have a backpack. <laughs> Yes, but Denny's large. He's got body mass. I feel like that would help him, though, because like earlier when he couldn't even keep up with his little brother, I mean, Denny's got longer legs. He's buffer. He should be able Skips to... Skips leg day, man. He must. So I'm thinking either Buzz is some sort of track and field genius, he's, he's some sort of Usain Bolt, or Denny is a heavy smoker. Like, you don't get to be a cool older brother if you're not smoking. Let's... You're right, and this was the early 90s. He's got a pack hidden in that denim vest somewhere. Yeah, it was cool to smoke back then. Nowadays, not so much. So after Denny would be a vapor these days, for sure. He would, he would. Uh, A car honks and shines its light right in their faces, and it's a taxi cab. Perhaps it's some sort of phantom taxi cab, if you will. Yeah, and it only took over 20 minutes of this episode for it to come out. The name of this tale... 20 minutes in. I bet you these kids around the campfire are like, why the fuck is this called the tale of the Phantom Cab? Like, the whole time. Without question, Buzz and Danny open the door of that taxi cab and they hop right in there. Stranger Danger was not a thing in the 90s. No. They just make terrible decisions. Yeah, they just... Constantly. They just jump right into that taxi cab and they are ready for a ride. So Denny asks the driver, take him into town. Uh, he gets that taxi going, the kids feel that torque and they get pushed back out of their seat. <laughs> I can't imagine a taxi cab has that much power, but whatever. Have you played Crazy Taxi? Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. And this this fits the bill. This is a crazy taxi. Uh, the taxi driver is their old buddy Flynn. Yay. He gives rides to folks who can't answer Vink's riddle, which <clears throat> he tells them uh, happened to him about 40 years ago. He drove Vink up to that little hobbit home. Vink offered him a big tip if he could solve his riddle which Flynn couldn't do. Vink took a specimen from him, which doesn't make sense to me. Why did he no, why did he take a specimen? He all. just if he couldn't answer the riddle, then he just wouldn't give him a tip, right? Yeah. If someone was like, "Well, I'm going to take a specimen." I'd be like, "I get the hell I know, out right? of my just cab." Kick him out. He's at away. his house. He's an old sloppy man. Like what's he going to do? I don't know. Well, it was 40 years ago, so he I guess he wouldn't have been an old man at that point. But point. also He's at his house. He said, solve this riddle and I'll give you a big tip. He didn't solve the riddle. So I guess he just doesn't get a tip. But no, I'm Vink is Vink takes his hand. He lifts up that hand that was in his jacket and there's not a hand attached to it. <laughs> no gun, no hand. So I guess he couldn't have shot the kids the whole time, you know? That, that jar with a hand in it was Flynn's the whole time. That's the plot twist. Now, for some reason, he brings people to Vink to try and solve this riddle. In 40 years, nobody could solve it. He says every yes, night. Yes, yeah, he does. He takes people there every night. every night. Yeah. And they don't come back out. <laughs> exactly. Which Vink is killing people every night for 40 years. Yeah. Now, I did the math. That's 14,600 <laughs> people dead in this one little patch That's of so woods. That's people. <laughs> 14,600 dead people in this well, small town. A, okay. That's not saying that there's not going to be two people or more sometimes yeah that's if there's one person a night and that's not even counting leap years. <laughs> 
So Denny brings up the great point that this guy doesn't even look like he's 40 years old. His, his head owls 180 degrees to look at the kids. Like it just snaps backwards, like exorcist style. And he says, I sort of died! <laughs> Which is the, probably the best part of the whole show. Like, the whole episode. It was great. Yeah. But that, if he was already dead before he met Vink, because he just said he had the accident before he met Vink, that means that he was a phantom cab before Vink came into, this, into his cab. Why did Vink get to essentially just control him? Like, how did he cut off the hand of a ghost? He controlled him with this riddle, and also he is making him basically work for him. Is Vink God? Uh, maybe he is. We'll find out, I guess, because we'll see what he does in later episodes, you know? And that got me wondering if maybe the kids are already dead, and this is some sort of, like, cab to have them pass on to the afterlife, but that kind of gets debunked. It almost reminded me of, like, in Final Fantasy VI the phantom train kind of ordeal but i don't want to give the show that much credit because i really like i, I love final fantasy 6 so i don't want to make the comparison well you also really love the phantom cab um you know <laughs> do i though <laughs> i wouldn't say i love it it was tolerable after the kids get this uh little realization that Flynn is dead, he's a ghost. Uh, they do another 90s scream, which was great. Den- Denny pleads with Flynn to stop the car, but Flynn is too busy letting the kids know that everyone dies just like him. Flynn's gonna wrap this fucking phantom cab around a big old tree. <laughs> and the way he hypes it up, I just love it. He's like... <laughs> yeah, he's chewing that scenery, uh, Buzz man. stares at him, his mouth is just agape. Like, he's catching flies. And Flynn tells him every night he kills someone in his cab and they can never leave the woods until someone answers the riddle. And that's why those trees were shaking because they were the ghosts of the people that die in this cab. It all adds up. Flynn wishes that uh, the kids could have solved the riddle, but they didn't. So he hypes up the accident for him. It's going to be a real doozy. <laughs> I just love it. I like this character now. Now that he's his, his phantom ghost cab driver. Like, like he's yeah for he like one minute of up. this episode he's really good yeah he hypes this crash up he's like there's gonna be a big old explosion it's gonna be awesome you know they still have time yeah. to answer that riddle though 30 whole seconds uh buzz can do it right you know he's got 30 seconds he already spent 30 seconds on it so he can figure it out he says out loud the riddle again slowly because time isn't of the most importance right now um and <laughs> It goes to a scene where Denny is just choking and shaking him back and forth. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. And Buzz is just like, I can't think like this while he's getting choked out and shaken by his brother. Like like his brother's trying to give him shaken baby syndrome or something. To be fair, Flynn could have come up with some ideas himself. Just thrown some random words out there. And he doesn't even help the kids. He's like, man, sure wish you guys could have solved this riddle. But I'm an adult and I'm not going to help you at all with anything. I'm just going to hype up this fucking tree wrapping explosion shit. Flynn wants wants to hit that tree. Like, he, he does, is though. Stoked. Yeah, he's, I think this is like exciting for him. He does it every single night for 40 years and it's still good fun. Yeah, I'm kind of glad for him that he's he's still having a good time doing the same thing every night. But, like, you know, he enjoys his <laughs> you work. You know, they say, um, you know, find a job that 
you can you can still find enjoyment in after 40 years and Flynn has done that Dr. Vink has been wonderful for him I guess because Flynn's really really the hero of this episode he is Uh, so Denny says oh it's gotta be helium and Buzz says uh no you can't see helium and then Flynn mocks him (laughs) more with the explosion and stuff it's great yeah Buzz has absolutely no sense of urgency in their final moments of life the only way he can think is by just talking everything out loud so when he does this he says the whole riddle again and he sounds like he's completely comatose and I took a picture, <laughs> like I paused the um, the episode at this point when he finally figures it out. Um, I took a picture, I took a screen cap of it and I'll send it to you later because it's really funny. <laughs> Buzz has like his figure out. It's great. Maybe I'll post it to Instagram when I make one. <laughs> so finally, after Flynn talks, talks up this huge explosion they're going to make, Buzz tiredly exclaims, I hate that kid. They're like the tree that they're going to crash into is like zooming into focus. And he's like, oh, I know the answer. It's what I'm going to say next. (laughs) And that is. (laughs) uh, Hold on. Did I remember? Hold on. Let me think. (laughs) Ah, yes. Oh my god. Hey everyone, Cortland here. I hope you're having a great day so far. On behalf of myself and Brandon, we want to thank you so very much for downloading and taking the time to listen to our brand new podcast. This is something that we've been working on for quite some time, and it's beyond exciting that it's finally out there and available for people to listen to. I mean, who doesn't want to listen to our sweet and sultry voices, am I right? We hope you continue on with our audio adventure through the classic Nick series, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Recording and editing for me, um, these episodes have been a real highlight for our week, and we're excited to grow the podcast and have the opportunity to interact with fans. In fact, we've already set up a few avenues for you to get in touch with us, and we're looking forward to hearing from you. You can email us, privateislandpresents at gmail.com, with any questions, uh, comments, such as what your favorite episode was uh, or any stories you had as a kid watching the show for the first time, you can follow us on Instagram at Private Island Presents. Um, I have some fun ideas planned for each episode there. You could tweet us on Twitter at PRVT Island uh, or you can follow us on Twitch at PRVT Island. I'm planning on doing some live stream editing in the future, if that's your jam. You know, stay tuned. I'll uh, announce it on Twitter probably. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. No pressure, but if you want to leave a review on iTunes, Google Podcast app, or any other podcast apps that you may use, that'd be great. Um, I hear it's a great way to spread the word and get more people listening in. I'd like to give a special shout out to All Hail the Badger for his work on the excellent music for our podcast. And with that, I'll let you get back to our first episode and see you next week. Thanks again, guys. Have a good one. Oh, this kid sucks. But...
He doesn't suck that much because he does finally say, a hole, the answer is a hole. And then the kids are saved. All of a sudden, the cab disappears and the kids yeah, are ejected just to like the ground. They're thrown onto the yeah, ground. Yeah, they're just thrown to the ground. Which, um, if they're going that fast, like if the, if the taxi's going fast enough to wrap around that tree, causing an explosion, wouldn't like the forward momentum of the cab just disappearing yeah. also eject an object in motion stays in motion like i don't care if you're a phantom or not yeah. you don't disobey Newton's so the kids laws. would hit that tree anyway and die but they don't they just kind of tumble unfortunately buzz survives they do they broke the curse then he gives buzz a hug um for a second and then you know looks all grossed out like somebody's seen him even though they've been lost in the woods alone but whatever um, a car lights up in front of them, and the ranger, uh, a power ranger, comes up to them, <laughs> letting him know that their parents are. The car pulls for up, and and Buzz goes, "Oh man, not again!" <laughs> it's like, dude, you didn't have to get in the first car. <laughs> no, they, they you chose to do that. You chose to do they, all they of this. They unfortunately got into that first car. If if the second car is another ghost car, just don't get in it. Yes, but I'm glad to hear. So the, the forest ranger um, lets them know that their parents are looking for them and the whole town is in an uproar over them disappearing, which I was glad to hear because I thought the parents just didn't care. I mean, they didn't care enough to like get a helicopter looking for them or like, you know, a search party where the people are like hand in hand trudging through lakes and stuff for the kids' bodies. But it's nice to know they I cared. Mean, the parents let the kids go out alone into the woods that 14,000 people disappeared in, but, <laughs> man, whatever. They cared about them enough to call the park ranger, I guess. True. So then the most annoying thing, cliched nonsense happens. They get into the officer's jeep, and Buzz asks the officer if he's good at riddles, and then they laugh. Like, you know you almost just Boy, died. What? No, it was all a good the kids time. almost just died. Sold some riddles. Like, oh, you did it, widows, mister. Like, <laughs> I hate this kid. <laughs> oh, and that that ends the tale. Frank says, and no one seen the phantom cab again. But that doesn't make any sense because the only two living people that have ever seen the phantom cab were those two kids. People didn't go out and look for this phantom cab because anybody that found it to tell other people about it are dead right am i right i guess unless vink was there but the only thing left at vink's house were some weeds or something it sounded like he just didn't live there anymore i just can't believe that in 40 years no one could solve vink's scooby-doo riddle like i said it was dungeon master's first riddle you're telling me 14,000 people, not one of them, was <laughs> yeah, the like, oh, I heard this the one. Nobody could solve it. It's a hole. I'm out of here. The uh, the Midnight Society kids seem super impressed by this. Well, most of them, anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, if they, they would have known acting. that who Buzz was, yeah. Do you think oh, man. Frank was doing the voices? <laughs> Do you think he was like, yeah. this is Frank is, is like, whacked. and then at the most intense moment, before they... Before they hit that tree, he exclaims, I got it. I know the answer. And everybody around the campfire is just enthralled. They're like, oh, man, this is the good stuff. Wow, I don't know. But Gary, the leader of the Midnight Society, finally makes actual introductions in a way by giving um, like a, a they show the member. They give them the name. There's David, Kiki, Betty Ann, Kristen and Eric. 
they all give their dopest thumbs up and Frank becomes the newest member of the Midnight Society. Overall, I don't know. I don't think that this is going to be the worst episode, but there was just some glaring issues with this one in my eyes. I mean, if I was a little kid, I might be a bit scared in some parts of it. Like the only scary part, I guess, really was in the cab. Flynn, you know, turning his head around and shit. Uh, I agree. Everything else was just kind of goofy. The scariest thing, well, besides the whole like, Vink showing them a brain and the cab stuff. I I don't like the idea of being lost in the woods. I mean, it's a little more comforting that they have each other to be lost together so that they're not alone, but I don't like being lost in the woods myself. But they don't really play into that. They don't play into that fear that much. It's just like, immediately they're like, we're lost, and then it gets dark, and they're lost more, and the kids, they don't really understand the gravity of their situation you know so it could have been more obviously in my eyes this was not named that well tale of the phantom cab the phantom cab doesn't even show up until 20 minutes in like a more apt name would be like the tale of the 40 40 year riddle oh yeah uh i was thinking more (laughs) like the tale of the shitty riddles (laughs) yeah uh tale of the shitty either way i think we both agree it should have been something to do with the riddle because this riddle was hyped up from like 10 minutes in and was the last thing that they mentioned before the episode just ended. But like riddles, they're not scary. If you name, name it something about riddles, it's like, all right, what is this nerd shit? The story was, I don't know. Would you call it boring? I thought it was kind of boring. Yeah. I mean, I was never really interested in what was going to happen next. And it was kind of predictable, anyway. But, you know, that was the episode. Um, yeah. As far as I've seen, uh, to do a sorry counter, um, this is a Canadian show. They say sorry all the time, and they're adorable little, I want to pinch your cheeks, Canadian accent. Um, I counted three altogether. Two from the Midnight Society at the beginning, and one from, I don't know, I think it was Buzz, probably. He had a lot to apologize for, even though he didn't apologize for much. No, he did not pay for his sins. And that was the episode. So next week, we are looking at The Tale of Laughing in the Dark, which is a classic episode. So, just from that name... I feel like it, it has to be Tale of the Something. Tale of Laughing in the Dark just sounds grammatically yuck. I think it's I think it's cool. I don't know. I I just always like this episode, so I probably have well, nostalgia for from it. From the title, yeah, you hear "Tale of I'm Laughing going, in the Dark." What do you think about that? I think, think it's going to be about it's about a twelve-year-old girl okay. who runs away from home. Okay. And falls in a pit or something, Ooh. and yeah, she's down there alone. And it's dark, uh-huh. and she goes insane. Oh, damn! And just laughs to herself the, for all eternity. In the dark. Wow. Yes, in the dark. Well, next week we will see how right you are. I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's gonna be great. You're gonna like it. Yeah, me too. All right. And this was uh, Private Island Production presents Up All Night. Thanks for listening to us. <laughs>